You're listening to Playback, a Variety iHeartRadio podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. Today I'm talking to Oscar-nominated actress Toni Collette, who stars in the new film Hereditary, and if you like scary movies, this one is for you. It's absolutely terrifying. But she is truly amazing in the film, and it's a reminder that she is one of our greats. So we talk about that and what it took for her to get to some of the places she does in the film, and a whole lot more. So sit tight. This is Playback. Same thing every day for several years. Really? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Um, it's a couple of boiled eggs on some gluten-free toast and some avocado. What about you? It changes every day. Changes? I'm fascinated by having like a strict breakfast regimen. It's not strict. It's just I love it. It's just what you like. Okay. Sometimes I include salted butter, which is <laughs> delicious. And my husband makes an incredible hot sauce, which oh, yeah? I'm smothering in. What Do you is like tomato, honey? No, it's acidic. No. What does he put in <laughs> hot sauce? It's a secret. Okay. Secret recipe. Mm-hmm. You good, Dan? I am good. Sweet. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Have a great one. See you. Uh, what did I have today? I had a shake. You recorded it? No. no. Notes <laughs> I'm, pulling up, I'm pulling up my question. Let me like, see what I had today. Wow. <laughs> what did I put yeah, in I my shake? Cow nibs. <laughs> a little frozen banana. Did some frozen blueberries. Uh, what was in there? Frozen blueberries, a little almond butter, mm. spinach. Yeah, that sounds good. All the stuff that I'm just not going to get to otherwise throughout the day. Perfect. Um, it in a, you do want to close it. Did I just crack it a little bit? Yeah. Sure. That's all right. I must seem so demanding for you. <laughs> no, not at all. I promise I'm not. I know a lot more demanding people. <laughs> You're fine, honey. Good, good, good. <laughs> well, we are recording. And we're going to jump in. Sure. I'm here today with Tony Collette, star of Hereditary, which scared the poop out of me in uh, Sundance, <laughs> which she says she's heard a lot lately. First of all, thank you for doing the show. Oh, pleasure. So you're hearing that a lot. People are frightened by yes, your work here. intensely intimidated and frightened by this film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is pretty confronting. There's nothing. Uh, it's quite, yeah, it's quite ballsy, fearless. It goes to places... Um, that most films that want to do well kind of steer away from, and it has it 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 has a lot of um, surprises, but not in a gratuitous kind of sensationalized way. Right. Mm. Absolutely. It's uh, as I was telling you right before the show, I went to Sundance for the second half of the festival. I didn't know anything about the movie. I recommend anyone that goes to see it. You know, Don't read about try it. Try not to read about it. I think that's the same for every film. I'd rather not yeah, know a thing. But anyway, certainly with this one, for sure. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a minute, but I wanted to jump back and play a little bit of This Is Your Life with you. Okay. A couple of those questions. Wow. I'm just me. curious why you're an actress. Like, what, let's start how there. How did it begin? Yeah. <clears throat> to be honest, I think it started because I didn't know how to express myself very well, and I felt pretty overwhelmed by my emotions. I was a teenager. My grandmother had just died, and I f- did uh, Godspell at school. So, A, I got to hang out with the guys in the school next door. B, I got to sing. C, I got to emote. It was expected of me, and it's so it became like an, an outlet. And I think um, for a while I it kind of used it as such, and then my relationship with acting has changed and deepened and 
That's interesting. So a very personal reason. Well, this is what I'm deducing. I mean, I'm only tr- I'm trying to figure it out still because it's kind of uh, I, I think if you you know actors with the right intention, <laughs> um, there's like um, an inevitability to it. There's like you have there's a feeling of like a, a knowledge that this is what you need to do. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose with anyone who feels passionate about what they do, they have that kind of feeling. And it's hard to explain and it's hard to kind of figure out the genesis of it. But I'm, I think that that was... Well, that was the first time I was on stage, apart from, you know, dance recitals from mm. the age of three. Um, and it was it felt really profound, even at the age of uh, 13, 14. I, th- I can't remember exact, exactly what age I was. Um, it felt special and profound and it helped me connect to myself and it still does do that. That's awesome. Well, uh, you know, were there any, like, inspirations? Like, um, you know, it's interesting to me this is a very personal reason to get involved in the in, in, in the uh, profession. A lot of times it's like, oh, I saw so, so-and-so in a movie or so-and-so on stage and mm-hmm. I felt like I had to do that. No. But later on, did that kind of, I mean, certainly there were, really? I mean, no, I've never had, and I have been asked this before, like, who do you love to, who's your idol? And I... I don't, I don't, there, you know, there are people whom I admire and whose work is really outstanding, but there's no one person that inspires me or that I try to, you know, emulate or or try to mimic what they've created. I think we each have our own path in life and um, it's not even that, honestly, I still don't even have some grand plan and things, it's what literally just putting one foot in front of the other. I didn't think I would have a career. I just really enjoyed acting Mm -hmm. and acting. I still feel the same way. It's just something that I love to do and it it helps me to learn. It makes me um, see life from many different perspectives through the many different characters. And mm-hmm. um, So in a way it kind of, I don't know, keeps me learning and I think that's important to, you know, maintain a curious mindset. Is the escape of it all appealing or is that sort of a cliché? Uh, well, like I said, I well maybe it's a double-edged sword because well, not even a sword. Maybe it's a, <laughs> um, it's a case of both uh, connecting with myself more deeply because I'm using myself to to bring some kind of truth to someone else's story. But also, also it is probably perhaps um, at times moving away from myself and deepening someone else's story. But. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's both, and I'm not sure of the balance or the ratio, <laughs> and it probably differs from job to job and character to character. Yeah. Well, let's start talking about this one. Uh, you know, as I said, very scary. How did it read on the page? Did it read haunting and scary on the page? It just felt heavy. I yeah. mean, I had explicitly said to my uh, representation, I do not want to do anything heavy. I just want to make funny movies and I want it to be light for a while because I'd done a few jobs that was started. It felt like it was starting to kind of accumulate and I just wanted to shake it off, as Taylor Swift would say. <laughs> I, <laughs> I took my kids town. to see her yeah, the other night. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, she was impressive, actually. I'd never seen her. She well, be. I had seen her play before, ironically, at, um, at some festival in Sydney many years ago when she was very different to how she is now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny thing she's doing. She's kind of straddling this kind of new emerging self of hers, but still really appealing to the 10-year-olds in the audience. That's got to be a tricky line to walk. Yeah, but she did it. She's so positive and she smiles and, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Anyway, um, what was the question? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, we were talking about how it read on the page, and you didn't want to do uh, anything heavy. So and... I was doing a somewhat light film. I was shooting in Paris. I was in a different time zone. I got this call, and I was, and my agent said, "I know you didn't want to read anything. You're not interested in anything like this, but I really think you should take a look at it." So I, you know, I listened. And I read it, and I couldn't stop reading it. And it and it's it's a deep, profound, somewhat emotionally heavy, revelatory, highly original screenplay slash now film. Yeah. Um, and then after we, I cut, you know, I called my agent back, and I was like, "Fuck you," because <laughs> I knew I had to do it. Yeah. There was just something in me that, that it's, it was undeniable material. I had to do it. It spoke to me somehow on a in a deep way. Um, so and then did I, you come to Ari, the director, saying, "I want to do this"? You, you didn't no, kind of. I said I really liked it, and okay. I wanted to meet him, and so we met in back when I was back in LA. And I don't know if you've met him, but we spoke on the phone. Okay, yeah. Um, he is incredibly articulate. I'm sure you would have yeah. heard that. But he's everything about this man and his process is so thoughtful and so considered and very meticulously specific. So I felt immediately that he knew what he was doing. And I'm pretty sure maybe even years before we even stepped on set, he knew what he was going to do shot for shot, cutting points, every single nuance. So I get really excited when I find somebody like that to work with who's very much at the helm of their own story, has an absolute vision Mm-hmm. And is still willing to collaborate, and is just as married to the material as you are. Because as an actor, you know you're putting it out there, and there's a certain amount of vulnerability, and you want to know that you're that someone meeting you. You know, mm-hmm. there's a sense of support, and he was all of those things, and um, and he's also one of the kindest people I've ever worked with. He really is. That's always helpful. Yes, it is. I agree. It's really uh, important. That you make a point there. It's interesting uh, to me sometimes how actors respond to filmmakers. You know, there are filmmakers who go in and they'll just kind of spray everything. They'll shoot it all and mm-hmm. they'll try to find things later. And you know, we're very experimental. And then there are directors that obviously go in with a very definitive vision each shot. So, so you yeah. kind of prefer the latter, oh. I guess. Um. I really am not specific about that per se. Mm-hmm. It's just more a matter of them being completely, completely immersed and dedicated and being in it as deeply as I am so that it doesn't feel so... Um, alone? Alone, yeah. yeah. Really, that's it. Yeah. I think that's the difference between a... And because then he knows when... He can see when I'm on it and he'll, he will step back. You know, he doesn't kind of get, you know, when it's... There's one scene um, towards the end of the film which was shot towards the end of the the shoot itself and, uh, you know, the, every single utterance was specific. But in this one particular scene, it kind of just needed to take on its own energy. I think I did it once and I, and I just knew it wasn't right. And there was going to... It was going to be this one very long shot and then there was going to be a... Uh, a bit more kind of slightly more traditional coverage, which is there is not much of in this film, which is quite admirable. Um, and so I just thought, oh, I don't know. It was kind of a case of throughout the whole film, I just had to do it. <laughs> I, I kind of resisted it until mm-hmm. I really had to do it. And then in that moment, I was just like, fuck it, I've got to do it. And so I just let everything go, let it happen. And he responded to what I did so um, incredibly he just decided to he was like we don't need anything else so he just moved on and left the scene alone and it's a really big scene it's all in one shot now Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that was that was that was exciting, and also I think when you really really get it and it's really really real and and in the gut, um, you can't do it twice. It, it's yeah. a moment in time, and I was I just loved that he left it alone. Which scene was that? Um, there's a scene at the end where I'm begging my husband, played by the beautiful Gabriel Byrne, to do something unimaginable. Yes, and pretty much um, I'm kind of. You know, explaining how much I love him and and how I need to sacrifice a lot of things, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him to help me. Just want to make sure you weren't talking about the table scene because the table scene, which is obviously very explosive and was well used during Mother's Day during the marketing. <laughs> for this film. That was hilarious! Oh my god, it was, was perfect. So it, was, with that. it was so on brand for A24 too. But uh, I, I did talk to him on the phone of, uh, a while back, and he had mentioned there was during that scene he was like, "I knew I had it pretty early, but mm. I just wanted to spoil myself with more Tony Collette oh, takes." <laughs> so. Little shit. Um, <laughs> it was funny around that that particular dinner table scene. Um, there was an air of it being like something people had to kind of tread on eggshells around, but I didn't feel that way. It was really? it all felt like that to me. So yeah. when that scene came up, I could kind of feel everyone treading lightly and being quiet and you know mm-hmm. and i was like guys come on there's just it's just another <laughs> scene and i yeah i just i guess um well they're watching you if, go you, to if these... you if you start to imagine that some scenes are more important or bigger or whatever than others it's uh, too yeah. much pressure it's yeah. all just got to be equal yeah mm. that makes sense uh i mean they're sitting there watching you go to these really intense places throughout the movie so they you know the scene pops for them and mm. he did mention that everyone was kind of waiting on that scene mm. to play out mm-hmm. like i say you go to very dark places very wicked just i don't even i don't know how to adequately ask you this but how do you get to that place where you're literally scaring me on screen with your performance not not with what happens toward the end of the movie but just like just where you're at emotionally, it's so intense, and I just I, I, I marvel at it. I don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but how, how do you get to that place for this movie? Um, you know, usually when you start a movie, the first few days at least, there are lighter scenes with few, less dialogue, if any dialogue at all. And I turned up and had to go straight into some of the most intensely emotional stuff I've ever had to do with wow. loads of dialogue and at crazy hours of the day and night. And I think it was just a matter of accepting that this is what it was. I just had to I just had to show up and I had to do it. I had no choice. I kinda you know, I knew I read it, I'd spoken to Ari, we'd had you know, conversations at length a couple of times. We had a small period, rehearsal period with the kids mm. and um, I, you know, this, I think it always helps when the script is brilliant and it really, really was. Um, and you know, it's an actor's job to make something feel truthful and it, it, yeah. it, it, as you see, it is how I read it. So I just, you know, went for it. I think all actors want a chance. They're only, you know, you're only ever as good as the opportunity you're given. And I feel like Ari just wrote something so, so incredible. I would have been a dick to not put it in, you know? Like, um, what an opportunity. It was really a, an amazing, amazing gift. I can't believe he fucking, sorry, chose me. No, like, please. All the curse words possible. Okay, Bring it. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm, I feel incredibly lucky. And as dark and heavy and intensely exhausting that it was, it was somehow very, very satisfying. And that family dynamic is, you know, 
do you draw on personal stuff or something like that? I mean, just, you know. That always feels wrong. It yeah. always feels um, too... I mean, I think all actors somehow do use all of their experiences because you are using yourself and you are using your emotional... Uh, um, I was going to say toolbox. It sounds so wanky. Uh, <laughs> and actuary. I hate talking about acting. But, um, oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Just because... It is actually. It's kind of a mystery, and I love that it it takes on a life of its own, and I'm not entirely in control. Mm. I, I kind of prefer it that way. It feels freer. It feels um, like there's more of an opportunity for something real to happen um, and for spontaneity to occur. And the less in control I am, the more satisfying it is. I think actually it's kind of a metaphor for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's why people meditate. You get to that place where you're kind of free in it that's mm-hmm. what i love and there was a lot of that on this now that i know you don't like talking about acting <laughs> let's talk some more uh, well i just want to know now i want to go down a different path like what what do you hate being asked as an actress uh just i mean i come from a very working class background so it just feels indulgent and i feel like a dickhead when really asked to talk about acting i remember i was asked to be on the jury at the Cannes Film Festival and it was the first time I felt like I was given permission to be able to talk about the art of filmmaking and acting in depth and it was really lovely. It was mm-hmm. a really, really great experience for me because till that point it just felt, it did, it felt indulgent and I feel kind of self-conscious doing it and also because I don't entirely understand what I'm doing and mm-hmm. I don't want to because I don't want it to be too self-conscious, you know. Um so, yeah, anything specific about what I'm doing is going to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> so hit me. Feel free. Well, let's talk about Ari some more. Uh, sure. You know, uh, new director. I think this is his debut, right? This is feature his first debut. feature, yeah. 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 He's so, made some great shorts. I don't know if you've seen I them, but I you check should them watch out. them. They're his craft wild. is impeccable. I mean, to Yeah, say- he's an original voice, and yeah. he is truly talented, and I'm so excited to see what he does in the future because I think he's going to be around for a long time. And it's not just this genre of film that he's um, capable of. He's got so many ideas. He's prolific, and he has um, he's a, an incredible writer. And he just has such an understanding of uh, the dynamics between characters. Mm -hmm. Well, you've worked with veteran directors. You've worked with younger directors. What qualities does he seem to have that are necessary, you think, for like a a career of longevity? He's... He's able to understand what it is to be human. Ultimately, I think storytelling is about seeing ourselves and feeling connected to ourselves and understanding ourselves and feeling safe in that knowledge. And I think he's so, so, so smart and so aware and he's able to capture it on, on page and then on film. Um, and his perspective is original. It feels authentic and it's him and he's not... I mean, this. I think people are excited about this film because it is unlike anything else that's around at the moment. And, you know... Uh, horror film it's not even really entirely a horror film it's mm-hmm. it's a family drama it's a very sad study about people dealing or not dealing with loss and how it affects these family dynamics and how they all handle it completely differently and then as an extension of that it does become it does become horrific and i think it's so clever because he's going to get people in to see the movie who mm-hmm just love horror films but also it's like when i first read it i i said it feels like the ice storm or something Mm -hmm. like 
you know, it's, it has a poetic quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's yeah, it's a balance of capturing something very true but also giving it a heightened film quality without taking away from that natural honesty that it possesses. It's really kind of complicated, and he's done it magnificently. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he does next. Me too. Well, I know what he's doing, and it is amazing. <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you like scary movies in general? Are no. you not a horror fan? Can't film watch town? them. No way. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Just because my mind is fertile enough, and I want to sleep <laughs> at night. Really. So, have you watched this one? Well, it's different when you've worked on it. It's yeah. you know you have a different um, relationship to it because you you know you're in it and there are different memories attached to it. But uh, I have watched it on a small on my computer screen in my hotel room in Manchester when I was working, and so I'm excited to watch it with an audience. And that's another great thing about it. I think this p- particular film does lend itself to a cinematic kind of communal experience. It's oh, more yeah. fun, and perhaps there's a bit of. Um, a kind of safety in numbers uh, situation going on. I mean, I, I looked around. A lot of us were just doing kind of this number, toward the end, <laughs> holding your hands oh up, with God, the, looking through your fingers, which I never do, and it's such a cartoonish thing to do. But I was doing this. I was like, Yeah, don't, wow, don't want to okay. see. Okay. So anyway, good job. You scared Can't me. Look, have to look. <laughs> <laughs> I want to spread out and talk about some other things. I'm actually talking to Brett Haley after this. Oh. Uh, I, uh, we went to film school together. No way. Yeah, yeah. Love Give him my love. I'm I will. seeing him soon. I will. Uh, let's talk about Hearts Beat Loud, working mm-hmm. on that film. Yep. Uh, his, his movie, you know, talk about a complete reversal, yeah, by the way. Polar a completely opposites. different movie. But uh, such a lovely movie, and uh, his kind of personal stamp has been one of just humanism and just, you know, I really he's, like what he's been doing. Yeah, so. he's gorgeous, and I really like his films, and it was such a total pleasure to work on on Hearts Beat Loud. Yes, it was a completely different experience, equally as satisfying. Um similar in that everyone was on the same page dedicated and wanted to make it great and everyone was kind of handpicked for what they could bring and it it felt special it was summer it was mm-hmm. new york it was fun it's a <laughs> yeah. beautiful story it's also about loss to a certain extent but it's about growth and and it's revelatory, but there's hope in this one, whereas in Hereditary, it's really seriously hopeless, which I think is the yeah. most terrific thing about it. Um, but I loved working with Brett and Nick and Kiersey and the entire crew, and uh, also the film's kind of a love letter to um, to Red Hook, to Brooklyn, yeah. and it was really fun staying there and working there and being there, and it had a really wonderful vibe. Well, regarding that and regarding just, you know, it was summer, it was New York, it was lovely, like... I, I like to talk to actors about how environments shape Contribute. their work. Everything. Especially with these two movies. Mm-hmm. Did they shoot Hereditary uh, around Park City? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the house I was staying in looked kind of like the house. Every night when I came home, I was scared, by the way. <laughs> so, just, that, that was on stage. Just but... the compound. <laughs> really? No, no, yeah. I mean like the exterior. Um, like whenever it cuts to like the people standing around the house. That was, yeah, that was around Park City, actually. Yes, okay. that, that was... Um, it looked close enough to my house that I didn't like going home at night. It was in a gated community out, just outside of Park City. It was so beautiful to be in that area mm-hmm. when it was not snowing. I mean, it's beautiful when it is snowing. I've only ever been there, and it has been several times for the festival for Sundance. So to be there during spring, um, it was... Initially, we had to get over just, you know, there was a, a, a lack of air. Like <laughs> The altitude really oh, yeah. contributes to your inability to breathe for a while until you adjust. 
Um, and then just the amount of wildlife there and the um, the flora was incredible. So there was a, a lot of Claritin going around, <laughs> uh, being passed around. But um, the crew there was incredible. I was really blown away by the crew. We had a lot of fun. I think sometimes when you work on something dark, there needs to be a certain amount of levity on set just to balance it out. Yeah. And it, it's, not, it's not intended, but it just naturally... Um, happens that way i think it's a survival it's like a group survival skill um yeah but uh i i absolutely believe i mean everything is energy in life right so all the people that you're working with as well as the the story itself as well as the the actual physical space you're working and i think it all absolutely contributes to the outcome yeah sorry for the actor question Another Sorry. actor question. That was more general, actually. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> uh, you just worked with Dan Gilroy, and I wanted to talk oh, about yeah. that. Uh, something's called Velvet Bu- Buzzsaw. I'm oh, it a- is? Is it called that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't realize <laughs> they landed on a title. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love what he, how he writes uh, you know, regarding environment, the way environment informs character, and his work mm-hmm. is really fascinating mm-hmm. to me. Uh, this one has Jake Gyllenhaal and John Malkovich, Rene Russo, David Diggs. Uh, what's, what's the film about? Because... We don't know a lot. It's set in the art world. Okay. Um, it is... The actual storyline is... The, you know, the actual basic narrative is um, Zowie Ashton, who actually is... I keep saying actually. Let me say it again. Actually, we worked <laughs> together recently on a BBC Netflix TV show called Wonderlust. Mm-hmm. So we'd met when I was shooting in Manchester last year, and we worked on that for five months, and then it was so crazy that we were both cast in the same film shooting here in L.A., um, so her character is kind of up and coming in the art world. She's more of a PA. She finds this guy in her building dies. She finds a whole bunch of work of his, nicks it, and mm. becomes a bit of an art star in that she's representing this deceased artist. And it's limited, obviously. And um, so, uh, yeah, it's about art being monetized to how how it's perceived what it's worth it's about artists um achieving uh quote-unquote success and then suddenly having you know six figures put to their name and it absolutely stunting their ability to create anymore Mm. my character is just a complete um (laughs) she's really well i don't know um very. She starts out working at uh, what essentially is Lakma. It's called Lama in the film, and um, she leaves to basically earn more money and become a, a private advisor for someone who buys a lot of art. Um, but there's a lot of pretense in there. There's a lot of passion in there. And what I love about the film itself is that the art takes on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And I think. As, I'm, as I was saying before, all, all art, you know, everything in life is energy. So this, you know, that's, I guess, what I liked about it the most, that this, this um, it takes on a very, like, an actual physical, energetic form. Yeah. Yeah. How would you like working with Dan? He's a total sweetheart. <laughs> He's so collaborative, so open, um, totally laid back and creates. I was very, I don't like it when I've just got, like I was on the film for maybe three weeks. I like to be in there, in the trenches with mm. the crew all day, every day, and it just feels like I belong there, right? Mm-hmm. So when I have a smaller kind of supporting role where I'm in and out, I feel like I'm invading or 
that I'm some kind of imposter on somebody else's set. So, and everybody on that on that set, every crew member was just a master at what they did. Um, so I felt really intimidated, but it was the warmest, most welcoming um, environment. So yeah. yeah, I'm really, really glad that I did it. I think Dan's lovely. Jake made me laugh. Everyone <laughs> was very, very. Um, just open and enthusiastic. It was, I didn't. I didn't know what I expected, but it was better than what I expected. Awesome. Yeah. This is the director behind uh, Nightcrawler and Roman J. Israel Esquire. Mm-hmm. By the way, if anyone's curious about that, and uh, I also wanted to talk to you about The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. which is almost twenty years old, which wow. is crazy. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it gets brought up a lot with this movie years. Hereditary because uh, of you know your your certainly your. Uh, I mean, both scene films. at the end. You're in both <laughs> films, but the scene at the end of the film is obviously just something that's. I mean, I, I watched the film again recently, and I think you should have won that Oscar for for that alone. Oh, I, I, it was sweet. phenomenal work. Uh, watching you work, and I, I just want to gush a minute. What? And I'm sorry because I feel like you probably are not going to like that. <laughs> but, but watching you work in films like that, and in this, and, and just the deep well you're drawing on is phenomenal. And uh, so I just wanted to gush there a Thank little bit. Thank you. And just, I do appreciate it. Thank you. And just talk about, you know, working with M. Night Shyamalan and, and, and just the, the legacy of that film. Uh, mm. Anything come to mind? Well, I mean, not dissimilarly to Ari, he was pretty new at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think he'd made one other feature that he starred in, and this was his first kind of big effort. Um Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> Does it feel like it's I tell you what is really similar, apart from they both kind of have created a story which is very dramatic and kind of stands as a classic drama on its own, and then there's a bit of a, without simplifying it too much, a bit of a twist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one similarity. They were both both early in their careers. Um, all the, It's character-driven, even though it does become a genre piece. Um, and I love that both films just take their time rhythmically they're very brave filmmakers mm-hmm. at a very early stage in their careers and i find that so admirable that they know themselves enough and have um strength enough within to not be kind of sometimes people are bullied when they're at that point in their career you know mm-hmm. there are certain expectations you've got to toe this line we need to connect with this audience that audience and things become watered down and neutralized and then there's no voice in it but they maintained their voices and they made something very original each of them and at the time in both films it did feel like there was something special about it something undeniable about it mm-hmm. um not just to me but to everyone working on on the film so um it's strange yeah 20 years apart to have like somewhat like a kind of a mirrored parallel experience um with fairly new filmmakers yeah Mm-hmm. Regarding that scene, uh, does, does anything come to mind uh, how you got to the place you had to get to for that scene? Is there, or do things become a blur? Um, no. No, they're quite crystallized. It's yeah. quite the opposite. Um, I mean, it depends on the film and it depends how... I mean, for any character, for it to feel real, you do... And when I say you do have to personalise it, I'm not talking about drawing on specific things. It's just you somehow have to make it important to you because it is important to that character's life in that moment. And mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, when it got when it got to the, you're talking about the scene in the car where I yep. find out that my son sees 
dead people mm-hmm. <laughs> and has communicated with my mother, whom I obviously miss And you get this amazing message from beyond. Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, who doesn't have loss in their life? Who doesn't want to know that there's something beyond A for a star, but also connect with that person that you you miss? So it was kind of very... I've told you about why I got into acting, I think, mm-hmm. in the first place. So that was... It, I didn't really have to um, conjure much up. It just was bubble With both films, actually, it felt like whatever was there and required was... I didn't have to travel far to kind of find it. Uh, it just kind of bubbled out in mm-hmm. a way that um, I didn't really have to manipulate and didn't really have to be entirely aware of. It was just there. Yeah. Mm. Well, I want to close by talking about your production company, which you've recently oh, yeah. launched. And I, I, I typed the name, and I, that's an autocorrect. That's not correct. What's the name of your production it's company? It's Vocab Films. Vo- okay, this yeah. is Vocal Films. And I was like, I know that's not what it was. <laughs> Vocab Films. Vocab, uh, yeah. what, what kind of movies do you want to make? What, what do you want to do with this? I want to make good movies. Of course. Really. I don't want to limit myself by boxing myself into one genre. But thus far, um, we're working on a TV show. That's my producing partner over there, Jen. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Um, she likes work- this question. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on a couple of films. Um, I guess tonally, one of them would be considered... Uh, well, you know what? Not even just that, but like, what kind of voices are you interested in amplifying? What what kind of filmmakers do you want to... to... Oh, well, I guess it's an extension of the things that I already gravitate towards, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at the types of characters that I play in the majority of films that I've done... It'll be that vibe. It's yeah. just I want to represent reality. I think there is enough crap in the film industry that mm-hmm. I don't need to perpetuate myths, mm-hmm. certainly that women um, are misrepresented by, and uh, I want them to feel original yet very, very familiar. Awesome. Well, you're so like I said, you're so busy. So uh, keep it up. Everyone should go see Hereditary. June 8th is the release date. And, uh, you know, be prepared. I'm telling you. It's scary. <laughs> Tony Collette, thank you for coming thank on the you. show. Thank really you. Nice to see it. you. Thanks so much.